What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. Glad you're joining us today. We appreciate the time that you're giving us. Uh, This is No Rain, No Rainbows. If it's the first time you're listening to this podcast, we talk about self-growth, self-fulfillment, and really overcoming adversity and other ways that you can do that to live your your best and your fulfilled life. Joining me today is another guest that makes me look small, hitting the gym a lot, Philip Sessions. Thanks for joining me today, man. Hey, man. I don't know how to do this over a mic. (laughs) You're good. You're good. How's everything going? Everything is going excellent, man. Life is uh, in full blast, Mm -hmm. you know, really just uh, taking off, trying to do so many things at once, but just excited for life. Yeah, I love it, man. I can feel your positivity. So definitely every time, even if it's through Instagram, <laughs> we meet at GVL Hustle, mm-hmm. any interaction we have, I, your positivity, it's infectious. So I thank you for that. Yeah, same back to you, man. That's, yeah. what, that's what I wanted to get in touch with you and, you know, uh, hopefully become friends over all this, sure. you know, uh, so that's why I've been reaching out. It's kind of Nice, you know, have be on the podcast mm-hmm. here. Uh, it's something I've really been trying to do is network more. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the guys is like, I need to get with that guy because <laughs> the first time we met at GVL Hustle, I was like, dude, this guy, good vibe, really like, you know, what he's doing. Had no idea that you were uh, a, a news anchor. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's cool too. Like, hey, I know that guy that's on the, on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, hey, we, we try to, it's, it's just a job, but, but bumping <clears throat> into each other and the initiative of, you know, introducing yourself and all that. That's something with networking we'll probably talk to, uh, talk about during the podcast. But first and foremost, introduce yourself to our listeners, uh, give them the rundown of, of who you are, what it is you do, and maybe a little bit of your backstory. All right. So again, I am Philip Sessions. I have been, uh, I grew up in Texas, lived there for 24 years, and then I moved out to Greenville and then lived here for about eight months, moved to Georgia for a year, down to Statesboro, did not like it there, too many gnats, and so I moved back to Greenville and uh, I graduated with a degree in electrical engineering. And here recently I made a transition to commercial real estate. And so because I just didn't feel fulfilled with that, I didn't like being inside a building all day long, although I feel like that's what I do anyways, yeah. but I'm more talking with people. And that's something I really started doing over the past couple of years is just talking to people more. Um, you know, grew up in a small town um, outside of Houston. Now, Houston's huge. Mm-hmm. So I live about an hour and a half outside of Houston. But I still say I'm from Houston because <laughs> nobody knows where Waller, Texas is at. Yeah. And, you know, always going to be a Texas boy, but love it here in South Carolina. And uh, now I'm engaged. So a lot of things been happening <laughs> over the past couple of months. And so looking forward to the future, like I said. Hey, I love it. Life's moving. <clears throat> Life is moving fast and there's a lot going on. Um where from Texas did you say? Uh, Waller. Waller. Yeah, yeah. Like Wall and then put E-R at the end. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of Waller, so definitely it's, it's good to give that point of reference to a, a major city. What, what was the purpose of your jump from Texas to Greenville, South Carolina initially? So as a lot of people probably know, Houston is oil and gas, like everything. Mm-hmm. And so I was in the oil and gas industry, and then it kind of went downhill. Um, and so I just found a job out this way. And so well, I guess my dates are wrong. I keep saying 2014. It was 2015, yeah. something like that. And uh, and so anyways, but I had lost my job, was without a job for about three months. And then I interviewed for a, a position in Houston. They said, you know, we found somebody a little bit more experienced, but we really like you. So we want to, you know, bounce your resume around. I said, okay, sure. And then something came up in Seneca, South Carolina. And I was like, well, I never heard of that. So, uh, but I went out there, really liked it. And so I said, okay, let's try it out. Let's make the move. Yeah. You know, why not? 
This is where I can, you know, really spread my wings and get away from family. Is all my family lives in Houston, mm-hmm. and I said I needed I need to grow, so I need to go somewhere else. And so I moved to South Carolina. Yeah, I was going to ask if you had any family or friends or anything <clears throat> in in the southeast, or was this kind of like you on your own, kind of like let's go, let's see if I could do this. I've got an aunt, uncle, and a cousin who just recently got married that live in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and. uh after that, it's Alabama, Greenville, Alabama. Actually, yeah. it's where my dad grew up, and then uh, and then that's it. Then it's all the way back to Houston. So nothing so, <laughs> too close. So you didn't have much of a parachute to to rely on jumping into the southeast, huh? <clears throat> no, no. And uh, I guess that's kind of where my my faith plays a role. Um, you know, besides I guess having the faith to come over here, but. You know, the important thing to me, wherever I go, whether I'm visiting or not, is to find a, a local church. Yeah. And so that's what I did. One of the first things I did, you know, found, found a local church and then found a gym. Yeah. So two, <laughs> two important things in my life. And so, so that was definitely what helped a lot. You yeah. Know, finding a, a good, solid church to go to, to call, call home and call a family. That's awesome. It sounds like wherever you go, you kind of like to, to stick your pole on the ground and, and establish your, your location. I always say it doesn't matter where you stick your pole and ra- raise your flag. As long as you're not tethered to it, you can, you can still kind of spread your wings and fly wherever life takes you. What was the mindset like when you first kind of got out on your own? And you mentioned losing your job. Mm-hmm. What was your mindset like through those three months in between jobs? Were you kind of struggling to find something new? Were you were you nervous at all? Well, I was staying at home, so that was helping me out a lot. My parents were, you know, you know, fortunate enough they let me stay at home rent free mm-hmm. uh, while I was working that previous job. And then after losing it, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was like, well, you know, I got some unemployment, but that's about it. And I think it was like maybe five hundred dollars a month. So. Uh, I had some savings, so I was lifting off of that. I'm like, I got to find something soon. And, you know, with everybody getting laid off in the market, it was like they, you know, people that had like 20 years in engineering experience, they were, you know, going for the same amount of salary as I was looking at. And yeah. so the market was just flooded. And so that's why I was like, well, you know, I'm single, young, let's, you know, I'll, I'm willing to move wherever. And, and I never thought I'd really move out of Texas, but I had grown up or grown up in Houston, went to school in San Antonio, then moved back to Houston for work. And mm-hmm. so I just kind of decided to take a take a leap of faith and go somewhere else. And yeah. uh, definitely different. Like Houston's a very big melting pot where like here is like the true south to me. You yeah. know, uh, it reminds me of going to when we go to Greenville, Alabama uh, for Christmas and stuff. It's just real, real uh laid back everybody's you know real polite and friendly and stuff and you really tell it's like the bible belt area yeah. here where houston was just so many you know, so much diversification that you didn't really get that feeling yeah and i was gonna actually ask to that point because i came from new york and <clears throat> mm-hmm. like you i never thought i would leave new york mm-hmm. and then through work ended up going to saginaw michigan and from saginaw michigan greenville south carolina never heard of it before i actually applied to the job here yeah and that's given me a lot of a different a lot of a, like a different perspective on on people and really some self-reflection on when I was in New York, I thought I knew it all. Yeah. And then kind of moving to different locations in the within the same country has really kind of changed my perspective. Would you say you've broadened your perspective at all from moving around? Oh, for sure. And I've done some traveling with work and everything. So I've been to uh, – and well, I've been on a mission trip to South Africa. I've been to Scotland for work, been to Canada for work, North Dakota – which negative 17 and I walked on a frozen lake for the first time, <laughs> negative temperatures and frozen lake. I was 
too much for me being a Southern boy. Um, but I've been to several different states, probably definitely over 20. So I've experienced a lot of different areas. And that's one thing I like uh, being diversified and experiencing new things. And one thing a lot of people notice is that uh, I have a lot of friends of different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing with uh, my wedding, uh, my groomsmen, I'm going to, course i have my brother who is a caucasian like me and then i have a, a good friend who is uh from nigeria originally and then another friend from cambodia wow uh, yeah so it's like what, what's going on this guy's <laughs> got like just everybody in there my freshman year of college actually we, we joked because we we're like the un because we had a, me the, the the white guy we had a, a guy who was mexican the yeah. cambodian and then a black guy so <laughs> we just call it the un joking around yeah so i've always just you know been open to uh different different things, different people and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I, I guess that's, you know, it has opened my eyes. It's nice getting different perspectives. Yeah. You know? And that's such a great way to live too. Kind of just seeing other people who come from different areas, different backgrounds, but finding that common ground and establishing friendships. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that's really what really brings unity and pulls the world together when it comes to meeting people. I think you are top notch at it, making friends and interacting, even networking, as we mentioned, were you always this outgoing? No, no, <laughs> I, I definitely was not. Like, I, I remember a story back in third grade. I mean, I used to never talk. So back in third grade, I uh, was had missed a day of class. And, and then I came in the next day and asked the teacher, like, hey, you know, what did I miss? And she tells me, oh, you were out? <laughs> like, you know, she had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and I always told myself, like, high school is like, I'm going to – I'm going to be out more outgoing. I'm going to talk more. Mm-hmm. And okay, I did a little bit, especially senior year. And then college, same thing. Like, hey, I'm going to be more outgoing. I'm going to talk more. And, you know, I, I still didn't do as much as I wanted to, especially when it came to the, the ladies department. <laughs> I have always been shy to talk, talk to, you know, other, you know, or just talk to women in general as far as like, trying to pursue them more than a friend. Yeah. You know, when it's just like, oh, I'm just talking to them, like asking how many sets they have left at the gym or something, no big deal. But go to like, hey, you want to go on a date? Then I get like real awkward and overthink it. Mm-hmm. And so that's something I've just keep working on. And, you know, networking is something I'm really trying to work on. And uh, that's kind of like my next step is, yeah. I, you know, I have, you know, lots of friends, lots of people I can talk to about certain things. But when it comes to like business and, and finances and taking that next step in life, I don't have those friends. Yeah. And uh, I just got back from the 10X Growth Con with Grant Cardone. Mm-hmm. And one thing he said was, you know, strangers have everything you want. Yeah. So whether it be money or knowledge, you know, they have something that you don't have right now in your your circle of friends. So you have to network mm-hmm. in order to get to that next step. And so that's what I'm really pushing towards. Yeah. And I even know you just did recently <clears throat> did a podcast on that about mm-hmm. meeting people and, and talking to other people, even mentioning like, Hey, at one point in time, your parents who are married and had a child had yeah. you, they yeah. were strangers at one point. So meeting people is really the way to move forward in life. It's amazing hearing when you talk about you were quiet, shy to now you're somebody who has your own podcast, uh, mm-hmm. Healthy Living with Philip Sessions, mm-hmm. Healthy Living Sessions, wearing the That's t-shirt. Right. That's right. So yeah. Grant's, Grant's <laughs> advice, he said, wear, wear your stuff, yeah, <laughs> not they, other people's stuff. Brand yourself. Yeah, brand. I love it. I love yeah. it. But you, you have your podcast. You, you speak in front of cameras. You're speaking on this podcast now. You meet people on a daily basis. You work in, in an industry, real, commercial real estate, mm-hmm. where you probably interact with people all the, day, all the time, every day. What was the biggest transition? How did you transition from being the the quiet young Philip to now <clears throat> somebody who's just able to 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 speak, which I think you're very articulate. You speak very eloquently, and I also think that people 
you're very well received among the people that you mm. meet. How'd you get to that point? Well, first of all, thank you for that compliment. <laughs> I, I still don't feel like I'm there yet. I'm still working on that. Uh, definitely a work in progress, but it was a desire. You know, I told myself, I hate being this shy kid. I hate, I hate not knowing anyone. I hate always being worried about what others are going to think of me. And something's got to change. And the only way to make that change is for me to do that change. Nobody's going to do it for me. So starting with that. And then the cliche thing is just do it. Just, yeah. just get started. Just so that's really the way to do it. I mean, you have to decide that's what you really want to do and, and just go after it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's, I mean, as cliche as it is, that's, that's the way to do it. But you know, my advice would just be to, to just talk to one person new. Just say hello. You know, it's like, hi, my name's Philip. Yeah. What's yours? And then, oh, cool. Well, or just give him a compliment. Like, you know, Ted, I really like that black shirt, man. Like it makes, it, it makes you look real good. You know, it makes you look real fit. So, something like that. It's just a simple compliment. They're like, oh, thank you. You know, who's going to say, well, there, you know, there's probably are some people, but who's really going to be like, can't believe you just gave me a compliment. Yeah. You know, but it gets you to go out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Lee has a, a, a quote I, I try and live by and it's get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. So the more you can be uncomfortable uh, and be comfortable with that, the more you're going to expand. And yeah. so you got to, ex- you got to stretch that comfort zone. And so that's why I try and do all the time. So that'd be my advice is just to, you know, just do one little thing. It doesn't have to be, you know, great leaps and bounds, you know. Mm-hmm. So just just give a compliment. Start I, with that. I love that, giving a compliment, because a lot of times we say, okay, people, they'll remember. They don't necessarily remember what it is you say. They remember how you make them feel. Mm-hmm. And we never know where people are in their lives, what's going on in their, their day. And, I mean, I've done this where I'm in the car and this – this guy's crossing the street. I lower my window to be like, hey, I love your hat. Yeah. And he just kind of turned around, lit up, was like, oh, thank you. Now, he has no idea who I am. I have no idea what was happening in his day. Mm-hmm. But in that moment in time, it probably felt good. Yeah. And he'll probably remember, oh, I felt good when this person in the white Honda gave me a compliment about my hat. And that's something that sticks with people for a while. And when, when you have that positive influence on them, you have that positive effect mm-hmm. that also will, will couple the memory of you with positive emotions, which helps them next time you talk to them, next time you mention to them, it helps them kind of warm up to you more. Yeah. It's probably why people receive you so well. Cause you're very genuine in your compliments and hey, I, I like that shirt. Mm. Hey, I feel good. I'm going to hang out with Philip because every time I hang out with Philip, he makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for sure. Got to love that. Um, let's talk about the 10X Growth Con, man. How was it? You you were down in Miami and probably surrounded by a whole lot of like-minded people. What was that experience like? Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of surreal because everybody's like, they're on a path uh, to, to go uphill. Like John Maxwell mentioned, like, life is uphill. As soon as you hit the top of the hill, you're done. Like, you don't want to do that. So you want to keep going uphill because you want to keep trying to get to the, the very top of the mountain. Yeah. And so as long as you keep pushing forward, you're going to keep going uphill. But yeah, everybody was just, you know, all trying to get to be a better person and stuff like that. Um, I actually went last year as well. And I like that more because I think it was only like 9,000 people mm-hmm. and it felt a little bit more intimate. I like the speakers a little bit more last year. I mean, some amazing speakers for sure. But um, this year, my goal was, you know, I was wanting to listen to the speakers as well, but my goal was to network more. Yeah. Because last year I, I went with a buddy and, you know, we had a good time, everything, learned a lot, but we didn't network at all because we just hung out with each other. So I actually went on my own yeah. this year and 
just uh, network with quite a few people. I think I got about 30 business cards. And so, you know, slowly, slowly reaching out to everybody. And, uh, you know, so just that was kind of the big takeaway for me. It was just to network because, I mean, it's a great, you know, group to network with because everybody's wanting the same thing is to, to do better in life. Yeah. And that's, that's hard to find in everyday life. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of times where you probably are like me. You could sit in a room with a hundred people and feel alone because <clears throat> your mindset, your goals and, and your thoughts really just on your general outcome, outlook on life is a little bit different than all those around you. Yeah, for sure. So, and actually I was getting a haircut yesterday uh, for the podcast. Yeah, I had, had to look good. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Um, but I was getting it and I was trying to find a picture because I had, you know, I had this haircut previously. I was trying to show her a picture. And it dawned on me, I'm like, man, I have a lot of pictures of just myself. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. And kind of the reason why I do, because I don't quite have that group of people that I can really get together with and really talk and stuff like that and take pictures with, because a lot of people don't want to do that stuff. And mm-hmm. so that's part of the reason why I try to network more is to actually get in touch with people that want to do that stuff. And so hopefully, you know, over this next year, I'll start having a group of friends be able to get together like that, you know, like we're getting together and stuff and, yeah. and doing this stuff. So I have pictures with people or of people uh, because there's plans. I plan on doing public speaking this year. It's mm-hmm. a big thing I'm planning on doing go talk to middle and high schools nice. uh, just about life and how to, to make that, that the change you want to do. Because one thing going back to my, my real estate, uh, my career change, you know, I went to school for engineering because my family said, oh, this is great, you know, really good job, you know, you'll make good money. And after five years, I was only at $70,000 based mm-hmm. on a salary. This last year, I worked 350 hours of overtime by July, and at the end of the year, I made it a whopping $90,000. And, yeah. yes, that, I mean, that's a good amount of money, but at the end of the day, it's like, I put in all those extra hours, you know, six, seven days a week, 10, yeah. 12 hour days, wasn't able to work on myself. And that's all I got. I didn't even make six figures. And mm-hmm. I said, something needs to change. And, you know, besides that, I also just wasn't enjoying it. I wanted more like people interaction, do like business negotiations. I, I love talking about business and yeah. life and stuff like that. And so commercial real estate was calling me. That's something I want to do in the future is invest in real estate. And so I made that change. So part of the reason why I do the podcast and want to go speak to these younger people is to influence them to do what they want to do, not what their parents tell them to do. Because nowadays, you know, jobs like that aren't, aren't the best job, Yeah, you know, and do what makes you happy. And you're going to make, you know, well, even if you don't make more money, you're just going to be happier at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, how many of our parents are doing what, you know, what society says is good and they're miserable at the end of the day. They're like, man, I just, you know, and they just want to rest on the weekends and, and do nothing else. You know, and it's like, where are you going with life? Like, let's do something. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's like, you can't go on the trip you want to do. And you know, you're like, again, just miserable. So you come home and just veg out and watch TV and you're not working on yourself. Like, yeah. you know, I want to have energy. You know, I, I love being positive and, and part of that, it has to do with the career you're in. If you're not in a, a career you love, you're just going to be miserable every day. And that's going to rub off on other people. Yeah. And like you said, positivity, <laughs> people want to be around that. And if you're negative, nobody's going to want to be around you. You're so right. And and there's so many things there. I'd, I'd love to unpack first <clears throat> and foremost when you talk about the group of friends. I have a group of friends now that has been slowly curated mm-hmm. and I remember the moment where I realized I was actually on my way to New York for Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and I was getting pictures from my friends of this event that they put on 
and they wanted me to host the event and I couldn't make it. Mm. So they had the event. There was a DJ. Everybody came to work out. And uh, shout out to my, my buddy Adrian. He's the one that put it together. It was a men's lift event. Yeah. And everybody worked out and they had some, some beer and some food afterwards. And I remember getting so excited because my group of friends on a Saturday morning at 7 a.m. were setting up this event and they were doing something in their free time. Yeah. And something you mentioned about working all those hours, it doesn't matter if it's 70,000, 90,000, 200,000. Mm-hmm. If you're putting in all this work and you don't feel fulfilled from it, you're going to come home and no matter what your paycheck says, the reaction is going to be the same. Yep. Ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, you can do something on the weekends, do something in your free time for yourself. And whether your paycheck says 100,000 or 50,000, you're going to feel fulfilled, not just by what your paycheck says, but by the impact you have on others, by the impact you have on those around you. I think a lot of people, they lead with, with their incentive being, okay, I need money to make a lifestyle where you're going to, you're going to work a job that pays for a house that you're going to just sit in mm-hmm. when you're not at work. But why not have a job that gives you fulfillment and a reason to live? have a purpose i think i notice a lot more people leaning towards purpose yeah of over a job Mm -hmm. so i guess one of my final questions for you is what is the rainbow you're chasing what is your overall your your current overall goal and purpose that you're working on right now uh you know really i mean just have a more fulfilled life so fulfilled life to me is um you know helping others out yeah. So that's why I'm doing and trying to get started on this, uh, you know, speaking, you know, public speaking and stuff because I want to be able to give back because I, I know the more I give back, the more you receive in return, which is, you know, kind of funny, especially like when you go out like on mission trips, you know, like I'm going to go give to them and yet you feel like you receive so much more. It's, mm-hmm. it's funny how God works. Yeah. And so that's my, like, that's, that's my rainbow I want to get to. I want to be a public speaker, you know, keynote speaker, whatever you want to say, and just be giving back to so many people. And that's part of the reason why, like, I want to make, you know, tons of money, yeah. you know, because I want to be able to give back at, you know, somebody's, you know, at church or wherever is like, man, I've just been really struggling. You know, our car's broken down. Like, we can't make it to work, you know, all these things. And you just be like, oh, you know, here's like, you know, five, $10,000 car, nothing sp- spectacular, but it's just like, oh, here you go. And it's like, don't worry it, about it. Yeah. I don't have to worry about it. You <laughs> yeah. know, right now there's, there's no way I could do that. Yeah. And so I want to be able to do things like that with, with money and everything. So just, mm-hmm. just about giving back. That's, that's definitely my rainbow. I know it's really vague, but that's, that's what I want to do. Hey, but it's, it's a back. rainbow to chase. After. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I love how you mentioned and how confidently you can say, you know, I just want to make a ton of money so I can help others. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times it has a negative connotation with it when mm-hmm. people are like, I want to be rich. I want to make a mm-hmm. lot of money. And they say, well, why? It seems selfish to want mm-hmm. that. But the reality is, you know, with the money, it's not, it's not the way to be happy. It's not mm-hmm. the, it's not the root of all things. But with money, you have resources, you have opportunities to do good in this world. And there are people in this world who have the money to, we do the stories all the time. Mm-hmm. They pay off for all the layovers at Walmart for everybody around the holiday season. Yeah, That's something beautiful that you can do mm-hmm. for someone if you have the means. Yeah. So it's not selfish to want the means by, by any way, shape or form. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And I, and I feel like I have the ability to go do that. I have, you know, God gave me a body that that's able to go out and work hard and a mind that, that can think well 
and I want to be able to do that. You yeah. know, and so I know I can make it to that point. When it's going to be, I don't know, but I know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the push. Well, you know, fellow, that's the drive. Keep, keep on trucking, man. Yeah. I think you're well on your way. I see you in the gym a lot too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Four thirty a.m. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. That's discipline too. I mean, I'm up at that time, but most yeah. people aren't. Yeah. But uh, I, I want to thank you for your time. Oh, thank and, you. Uh, where can people find you and, and get more information? I know you have your podcast and things like that. Yeah, so podcast is Healthy Living Sessions. So it's like class sessions. Um, Instagram is Philip Sessions, so one L. And then Twitter, I'm not on there much, but that's the same thing. YouTube is the same thing. And then Facebook is Philip Sessions 2, the number 2. And somebody had that taken up already. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys. And uh, thank you guys for, for listening. Hopefully, you got a lot of value from this podcast. Definitely reach out to Philip Sessions if uh, if you think he, he can help you out in any way. And as we always say, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain. But you can't have the pleasure without a little pain. Let's grow. 